In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. On August 15th, in the year of grace, 1549, the great Saint Francis Xavier, one of the first and greatest of all the priests of the Society of Jesus, landed on the shores of the nation of Japan, the first Christian ever to set foot on that land. And even though he did not know the language, there were no, you know, Japanese to Italian, Japanese to Spanish, Japanese to Latin dictionaries, by his own efforts and struggle, and by the power of his personality in Christ, he spread the gospel and conversion started to happen at such a beautiful rate. Now at that time, as for most of its history, Japan was ruled through the aristocratic samurai system. It was a very militant society with feudal, what might be the equivalent in the west of barons, strong military powers that dominated an agricultural system and were sort of perpetually at war with each other. At that time, Japan was governed by, in essence, a military dictatorship. There was an emperor, but the emperor was merely a figurehead, and these dukes and aristocrats who were also military warlords would fight each other for control of the nation. When Francis Xavier appears with his companions, the simplicity and goodness of their lives and the gospel message they preach had immediate effect. Men of the aristocracy, as well as the common folk, were converting to Christ. When St. Francis Xavier left there, the superior of the Jesuits in Japan who replaced him was such a great and wise and learned man that he brought the gospel message and warded off all forms of colonialism because the Jesuits came without any other economic or military power, just purely themselves, to preach the gospel and warded off any kind of colonial encroachment, conveying to those Christians there the gospel message and teaching them many of the good things they had learned, agricultural techniques, geological knowledge, mathematics, astronomy, and so forth, such that in the course of about 40 years, the Christian gospel was very attractive. But far to the north of Japan, the military dictator saw this as a political movement and felt that those aristocrats who had converted were using that in order to sort of secede from his power. And the great port city of Nagasaki, around where the Christians were centered, would become, in a sense, its own military realm, and thus began a vicious persecution. The dictator rounded up all the Christians in the capital city of Kyoto, force marched them hundreds of miles to Nagasaki, and crucified them, thus beginning tremendous persecutions. The feast day of the Japanese martyrs is February the 6th. It was to such an effect, and even though the Christian missionaries there had right away tried to translate things into the Japanese language, the conversion of many aristocrats was meant illiterate people 
were translating the Gospels and the Missals and the prayers, and they were starting the formation of a native priesthood and religious life, that persecution became so vicious that in the course of about 40 years, they had completely exterminated priests from the island of Japan and created a military blockade where really there was no trade even back and forth from the island for hundreds of years. When this happened, the Christians in Japan who no longer had priests and therefore no longer had sacraments, they had formed a simple system. They had what they called a waterman who had memorized the rite of baptism and would baptize new Christians and also give formation. He had memorized the catechism and would convey that to catechists and down the line, memorizing mostly orally because to be found with Christian documents was a death sentence. There was a calendar man whose duty it was to remind everyone the dates on the calendar, when the feast days were, when the saints' days were, and what they meant. And there was the headman, whose duty it was to organize all the Christian apostolates and to memorize the Mass, so that when they gathered, they would, you know, the missal, the book that's on the altar, the headman would read all the prayers of the Mass, including the Eucharistic prayer, except for one part. When they came to the words of consecration, everyone would kneel down and touch their heads to the floor for three minutes, making a spiritual communion and asking God to return the Eucharist to their land. This happened for almost 400 years, you have to understand. When eventually Japan was, in a sense, opened up to trade and so on and so forth, and it was free for Christian priests to come back in. The local Japanese Christians, who were all Catholics, were wary because they had heard of sects and divisions. And through all their history, they said, you will know a true priest comes back to Japan if he is celibate, has an icon of the Virgin Mary, and prays for the Pope in Rome. And they called the Papa Sano the Holy Father in Rome. So that when the first priest, a Frenchman, returned to Japan in the 1870s, they were very wary. The sheep hear the voice. Thieves come in to slaughter and kill and destroy. And so they sent an emissary to this priest who asked him, in a sense, a trick question and said, where is she? Knowing that if he was not a celibate, he would interpret that to mean his wife, and so he would be false. And if he was a true Christian, he would know that to mean the Virgin Mary. And so this French priest brought around to the icon of the Virgin Mary. And the Christians all rejoiced in that, and even though they had been reduced to a very hard state in life, built the cathedral in Nagasaki that stands to this day. And the Christians in that place remained a great leaven. For Japan really for a long time did not overcome its military dictatorship lasting into the 20th century. When Japan, run by a military dictator, 
allied itself with Nazi Germany. Now in our own day, after the horror of the atomic bomb struck that land, right, the only nation on earth today to be attacked by an atomic weapon, you can read a very powerful book called A Song for Nagasaki that talks about how the Christian faith gave such peace and is 11 in that nation even to our own day. I've posted it in the comments. The title is A Song for Nagasaki. For if you are patient when you suffer for doing what is good, this is a grace before God. And the sheep recognize his voice and go in and go out. And so I mention that story simply because, yes, I think it is beautiful, but also to encourage us in our own day. Our access to the sacraments is limited, mostly to making Holy Communion, though I do not say that is a small thing. But that encouragement, keep prayer alive in your homes. Have that crucifix and icon of the Virgin Mary. Read the sacred scriptures. Say the Holy Rosary of Our Lady. Share stories of faith one with another in your homes. Be still and pray for yourselves, for your neighbors, for our nation, for the church. Just talk to God. The cherry tree is very prominent in Japan. And as you all may well, as you may know, when the cherry tree blossoms in the spring, it's one of the most beautiful things. Now a cherry tree just sat there, needs to put its roots in the ground and open its leaves to the sun. And when the rains fall, as they do, it will grow. Now if someone tends it and trims it rightly and fertilizes it, it will grow much faster and more beautiful but still the tree itself must maintain roots in the ground. Christianity suffered much when there was no priests and they were persecuted. The water man and the calendar man and the head man and every other man and woman and child who loved Christ did what they could to keep their roots in the ground and their leaves open to the sun, as we also must do. When the Eucharist comes, when communal worship comes, when the churches comes, and the ringing of the bells, and the processions, and the adorations, and so forth. Well, that is the pruning and the fertilizer, and it will grow much better, no doubt. And so, I will communicate to you in the coming days a rhythm of life, daily and weekly, that might renew us in Christ, though I'm admiring how much you have already done so yourselves. I was very moved by the piety at adoration this past First Friday and will announce the expansion of adoration in coming days and weeks and encourage you to stay fast. Know the Lord is your shepherd. Take courage from the story of those Japanese Christians like so many before us, like Saint Cecilia, our patroness, who had to suffer much and when they were patient, when they suffered for doing good, it was a grace before God and led to the conversions of many and the strengthening of their soul. And when, pray God, right quick, we can all gather together and sing together and process together and commune 
with the Lord together. It will be even greater, more powerful, more beautiful in our Lord Jesus Christ. And we love to follow him in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, till death we don't even part with our Lord. For he has loved us with blood and water and life and light and resurrection and glory. And so he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Because resurrexit sicut dixit, Dominus rexit vere, Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.